You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. Uh, my name is Brian Young, and I'm here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and Brandon Lindsay from Dream On 3. You know, meeting a sports star, watching a favorite team from the sidelines would all be a dream come true for a lot of kids and even me. Um, but there's a group that makes that happen right here in the Carolinas and Georgia. You know, for children and young adults with chronic illnesses or disabilities, you know, Dream On 3, um, from what founder Brandon Lindsay calls a Jerry Maguire moment, uh, was founded in uh, November of 2012. This nonprofit provides up-close personal sports experiences for children and young adults with life-altering conditions. Uh, a whole all-star team is working to make those dreams happen, and we are so excited to have Brandon Lindsay here to join us on the Brand Builders Podcast. Tell us a little bit more about Dream On 3. So uh, welcome to our podcast, and uh, we're, we're excited to hear a little bit more about Dream On 3. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Thank you, Brandon. Excited, man. Thank you, uh, Brian, for that great introduction. So, Dream On 3, was this a dream of yours? And uh, if so, tell us a little bit about where it started and how you got going and all that good stuff. Sure. So, it, you know what? Dream On 3 kind of hit me um, at a time where I was not looking for it. I didn't. This was not some big dream that I'd had for a long time. I had spent about 16 years working in the corporate uh, world. And uh, I tell folks I, I had life licked at that time. I, you know, I had a lot of time on my hands. I was making decent money. I was on an upward trajectory with my business. Um, things were good, so I really wasn't looking for this. But you know, you mentioned the Jerry Maguire moment. It kind of hit me out of left field, and my faith has been a huge part of this journey for me. And I felt like God was saying, "Man, you're chasing, you're chasing trophies. You're chasing something that's got no eternal value, and there's something more." out there. And I remember it. It was November 12th, 2012. I was sitting at the corporate office in Raleigh. And I don't even know what the meeting was about that I was supposed <laughs> to be listening to, but it just You're dawned daydreaming. on me. I was daydreaming. <laughs> and uh, I remember at that time that it just, this thing hit me and, and I started writing and I just kept writing it down and it was coming in faster than I could get it on the paper. And I left that meeting and I called my wife and I said, you're going to think I'm nuts. <laughs> I said, but hear me out. And she heard me out and she said, I think you're nuts. <laughs> she said, but let's do it. Let's, so that was it. That was, that was the moment. So you, you talk a lot about, um, about faith and, and I guess this being a dream, you know, I'm a Christian, I, I believe. And, and, and I, I honestly believe there's that everything happens for a reason. Right. Um, but you also mentioned taking notes. Like, was it, what spoke to you? Did you just say, this is the time that I need to take notes? And like, what is that advice to, to other people that might be on the fence about chasing those dreams or being hesitant about taking that leap? Because that is a big step. Yeah, that's a great question. So um, I tell people all the time, you know, we, we have dreams, we have passions, but we got to have a plan too. And and that I didn't have. I didn't know how to process what, what I was feeling. I didn't know how to process this dream and this vision. And so I, I just started writing it down. I needed a plan. I uh, needed to be able to see it on paper. I tell folks all the time that feel the calling or the passion to go out and start something like this, that you don't necessarily have to have it all figured out, but you have to be willing to take that step. And uh, a lot of those pieces, we didn't know when we started Dream on 3. We didn't know what it was going to turn into. We didn't know how we were going to do it. I knew nothing about the nonprofit world, but pieces kept coming together. And in a way that I could, I could never have done myself, and you could tell that this was uh, – this was God's plan. I mean, he was pulling the pieces together. I just I just needed to take the step. 
And tell about that step. I mean, what what did you do and maybe lead up to the first dream? Um, and I know that you guys, well, I want to learn more about where we are right now. But tell me, how did you get to that first dream? What were some of the, the obstacles and the hurdles that you had to run into? Because I think that's the biggest part is taking that first step. But then once you get hit, you got to get back up and keep going and keep going. And then you get to build something that you have. So, so tell me about that part. Yeah, the first dream, it's, it's kind of funny to think back on it. It was... Um we we had no idea what we were doing, Brian. It was you know it was one of those things. I I've got two girls at home. Uh, they were fourteen and twelve, and I remember coming home and thinking, um, man, these girls are spoiled rotten, and they they don't care any. They don't know anything about what how good they've got it. They don't know about what's going on out there and how tough other people have it. And I thought they're spoiled, but it was my fault because I had not shown them. And so I wanted this. Uh, I wanted Dream on 3 to be something that we could do as a family, that they could participate in as well, and that they could see that there's something else out there than making sure that your iPhone is charged every day, you know, and, and there's other, there's bigger concerns. And so we sat down in the living room, and as a family, my wife, my two girls, and we planned this first Dream experience in our living room. And um, we, we funded it out of our own bank account. We we had no idea what it's going to look like, but it was a gentleman that had Asperger's, and his dream was to uh, he wanted to meet Daryl Waltrip. He he has a passion for uh, sports commentating, and he wanted to meet Daryl Waltrip and say boogity boogity boogity. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and so we did that, and That's we awesome. we pieced it together, and and it went great. And uh, but that was the first one in the living room. So let, let's back up just a second. Tell me exactly what. <clears throat> excuse me, Dream on 3 is, and and your mission and all of that. And then I really want to hear some more details about what you're doing now. Great. Uh, yeah, Dream on 3 is a dream-granting organization. We make sports dreams come true for kids that are dealing with some life-altering medical conditions. Wow. Wow. So, and so you mentioned that you had your two girls in the living room with your wife making this plan. Did you ever envision that it would turn out to where it is right now and also how have you seen your daughters grow throughout that process um so you know would it surprise you if i told you yes i did see it turning into this it's it wouldn't i mean you know what no nothing surprises me on the brand builders podcast anything can happen and i believe that if you truly believe in it then you can do it we we were dreaming big brian we really were we saw this thing um you know, I had big ideas and big plans for this thing. Um, I didn't know how fast. I didn't know what it would look like, but I knew this was going to be big. And the girls, there was a lot of guilt that my wife and I had because this this type of thing takes a lot of time. It, it takes a lot of time to put into. We were. I was still. I'm still working my full time job. I, you know, I, to this day, I haven't drawn one dime out of Dream on Three. Uh, so I, I had to have my other job. We're doing this at home. We're doing this on weekends. And so the girls were sacrificing. They were giving up time with mom and dad while we were trying to build this. And so we, there was a lot of guilt that came with that. But then I remember we went to an award ceremony at my oldest daughter's school. And uh, she got an award that we knew nothing about. And it was the character award. And she gets up on stage and the teachers start talking about it. all of them had picked Victoria to win this award because she's part of a nonprofit organization and she's going around and she's talking to her fellow students and she's sharing things with them and she's trying to friend people that are in difficult situations. And that was the first time I thought, okay, she's getting it. They're seeing it. That's powerful. How cool is that? Yeah, that's powerful. 
Um, so tell us a little bit about some of the programs that you guys have. I mean, now it's continued to grow from the first dream with Daryl Waltrip, and now you guys are all over the country fulfilling some amazing dreams. And, and I, I can't wait for our audience to go check that out. But tell us about Dream Kids, Junior Dream Team, and, and Daydream. And, you know, what are those? How are they different? And, and how do those kind of play into Dream on 3? So the Dream Experience, that was that's our core program. That's where it all started. It was taking one kid, one dream, and one team. And you know, the, the Dream on 3 name, the logo, the entire concept was built around a huddle and creating a team around these kids, let them know that they, they don't have to go through this alone. That Dream Experience is that, that one that we see the videos, and, you know, the over-the-top, just two or three days uh, of creating this magical experience for these kids to help them escape the realities of what they're going through for a little bit. And we involve the family. It's all the immediate family members. Um, sometimes the trips are, they're here. We've got a lot of local sports uh, opportunities to take advantage of, but sometimes, I mean, we've gone to Hawaii. We took a girl and her family to Hawaii to swim with the profession or to surf. Wow. So she was at Pipe Masters out at North Shore. Wow. And, um, so they're all different, but that's our core program. And then we started um, saying, all right, how can we take this and, and start serving some more people? We, we created the Daydreams program, which, which was where we could take advantage of local sports opportunities and do it for more kids. It's a one-day deal where we would partner with other organizations, such as uh, the Down Syndrome Association. We'd take their kids and we would do something and we'd make them just a great day for them. Uh, we took a special needs cheerleading group um, and we 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 did a daydream with them. They got to cheer in the, in the halftime for the Hornets game. Awesome. Um, and then the the one that we're so excited about now is the Junior Dream Team. Um, all of these dream experiences have a VIP send off, and a lot of those VIP send offs were taking place at the schools where the kids were. And we were seeing something pretty powerful take place that these kids were really rallying behind their classmates and. Um, we say, how can we how can we take that and use it? And so we created Junior Dream Team where the, we go to high schools and they build a team of about eight to ten uh, students, student leaders, and they meet every week for the over the course of two or three months, planning a dream for one of their fellow classmates that's eligible. They do fundraising, they do marketing, they do planning, logistics, they. Uh, and it's, it's just one of the coolest things I've ever seen is to walk into a high school of 2,000 kids and see them all united over one cause and one student. And uh, it's pretty powerful. That brings up a really good point. How do you how do you find those um, those students? So I have an, an eight month old boy and I hear all about like bullying and all this just terrible things that happen at school. <laughs> How do you find those students? Because it seems like when you hear these stories, there's one leader that went in there that maybe was the the quarterback and he saw it and he, he was the one that stood up and said, we're not going to do that in my school. And then it kind of changed. Like, do you have to kind of lean on the school to find those leaders? And then when you do find them, you know, what has been the success rate? Because I feel like that could be something that could happen at every school and could be super powerful. It's it's great that we do rely on the school to be able to find those uh, those leaders. And they, you know, they'll pick somebody that's on the sports team. They'll pick somebody that may not be athletically gifted, but they, you know, they're a leader in another way. And to see them come together and learn those how to be a team. You know, that's stuff that's going to train, as you know, that's stuff that we're dealing with every day and being able to work with people with different skill sets and gifts and uh, different ideas. So they they pick those kids. Um, they do a great job of it. But to see the impact, not just to the dream recipient, but to the ones that were on the team, that's uh, they get just as much out of it as the kids do. At this point, how many dreams have you fulfilled? We are... 
I want to say we are very close to hitting the 100, awesome. Mark. Wow. 100 dream experiences. And out of those with the superstars you're meeting, uh, were there any that really stood out to you that were super kind and really behind what you were doing? Oh, yeah, we've got some. You know, And I appreciate the way you ask that question, too, Scott, because a lot of people say, what's your favorite? Yeah. And that's so tough because you don't – it's like saying your favorite kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't do that. But there are some that, that stand out. We um, – you know, we – the hardest part of this gig is that uh, we've lost we've lost some of our kids and and mm. uh, I don't know that I, I I wasn't ready for that I'm still not ready for that but one of the one of the kids that we had his uh, his name was Jack Bretts and his dream uh, was to meet Chuck Norris he wanted to meet Chuck and his actual dream was he said I want to meet Chuck Norris get a selfie and put it on a t-shirt and. Um, that's exactly what we did. We took him to Vegas, and he hung out with Chuck Norris and took his selfie, and we had it on a T-shirt by the next morning. But the the cool part about that was that uh, they had a moment. They got to know each other over the course of a couple of days, and Jack Bretz goes to Chuck Norris at the, the last day, and he says, Mr. Norris, I want, to, I want to go back and get my black belt. And when he was diagnosed with leukemia, it was right before he was going to get his black belt. And he said, Mr. Norris, what do I need to do to become a black belt? And so Chuck Norris goes off to the side, and he's, he, he's traveling. He's always got a posse around him. I mean, now, so all his boys come in, and they're huddling up, and none of us know what's going on. And he comes back, and he says, Jack, he said, you're everything that we look for in a black belt. He said, I'm going to make you a black belt today. Wow. And so he, gave, he, he made him a black belt. Chuck Norris gave him his black belt right there on the spot. So cool. It was cool. It was cool. That's Absolutely. amazing. And, and tell me – you know, where you guys are now, and, and it, you said you envisioned this, right? Like, you actually saw this happening. But what's next? Like, what's the next dream for Dream on 3? Where do you want to grow? Um, you guys are based here locally, but you obviously do events all over the country. So tell me a little bit about what's what's next and what can we be looking out for? Yeah, thank you. Um, so we've got a vision. It's a, it's a 10-year vision. It's 10, 10, 10. 10 chapters, 10 years, $10 million. And so that's the scope of, and that's the the scale of our, our dream. And we want to take this. We we launched our Atlanta chapter last year, uh, so that's off and running. We're working with Children's Hospital of Atlanta and Shepherd Spinal Center, which has been a great partnership. Um, and then we, I, I can't tell you. I wish I could tell you. And so to, next week we announce our third location that we're starting. So uh, make sure you tune in next week to find out. But we're we've got our third location picked out. We've already got our team in place up there. So we're growing that's awesome and and how okay so if um if people are listening and and maybe they have a a child or they have you know a friend that has a child that would be interested in a dream how do they get in contact um to to find that out and then also do you guys have like a a waiting list i mean it seems like something where you know there would be a lot of people that would be interested in an awesome program like this we do it's a great question so all of our kids come to us through our referral partners you can't go online and apply for a dream experience you have to come through uh, one of our referral partners. We work with the three children's hospitals here in Charlotte. Uh, we also work with uh, several intellectual and developmental disabilities resource groups uh, that are here. And all of those referral partners are on our website. And so if, if, you're, if you're working with any of those or you're receiving services from any of those, they can make the referral. Uh, but, you know, it's got to be a sports interest and there's got to be uh, something that we can see that uh, this would help improve quality of life and make a difference and do you with the junior dream team i I think this could be really neat if 
if someone right now wanted to say, hey, at my school, we need to start a junior dream team, whether it's a student, whether it's a faculty, is that something that they could reach out to you and say, hey, we're interested in this, even though they might not necessarily have a specific participant or how would that work from that that aspect just to literally help each school you know what i mean yeah and and that you're exactly right so we the way it worked this year was we had uh high schools from all around the greater charlotte area apply for the opportunity to have this program and that application process it says here's the team here's our group of student leaders here's the uh, individual that we want to make a dream come true for here's our plan and so we sat down as a group and we said you know where where do we go and so we picked 10 schools and that was, those are the ones that we focused on for this school year. So if there is a high school out there that wants to have opportunity to have this program there, yes, we'll uh, reach out to us and, and apply for that. So do you fund these through fundraisers? Do you host fundraisers to raise money to do these programs? Or do you work through corporate sponsorships? If, if there's a corporation wanting to get involved with your organization, can they do so? Yeah, great question. So it's, you know, it's our funding comes probably 90% corporate sponsorships, which I didn't know that there was another way. It's part part of my ignorance to the nonprofit world is that, uh, you know, it was the first place I knew to go for money. And we went to the corporations. There was a marketing benefit to, to having their name associated with a dream that's got Steph Curry on it or Antonio Brown on it. And so it helped us to get out of the philanthropic budgets and get over into the marketing budgets. And, um, and it got us off the ground quicker. And we do. We get a lot of money from companies that want to uh, want to invest in this uh, program, but also have their employees engaged in it. You know, we've created touch points where these employees can be at these send-offs. They can be a part of these experiences. There's, there's an engagement component that, um, that has been good for the companies. That's where most of it comes from. And you guys have a program that does, it's like a company of the year. Is that correct? Tell us a little bit about that because I know um, I, I had learned a little bit about this of, of a company that you guys worked with that was just unbelievable, the amount of money that they had raised. Um, tell me about that story because I know that's a newer program, um, but you're looking for other companies to jump in that as well. Absolutely. So the Queen City Business of the Year campaign is uh, it is in conjunction with our annual Dream Gal, which is our largest fundraiser of the year. We, we spent... Um, we spent probably about three or four years doing this event, and it was sold out every year, which was crazy. But we were doing it at the Ritz-Carlton, and we were selling it out, and we got to a point to where we had maximized the revenue, and we didn't know how to increase it. You know, we could turn some dials and move some levers, but, you know, it would make a difference of 5000 here and there. We needed a game changer. And so we had a lot of companies that were already working with us that said, hey, we want the opportunity to help raise some money. And we, t- we went to those companies. We said, we're going to make a competition. You know, we're going to, uh, you know, the one that raises the most money is going to be uh, deemed Queen City Business of the Year. And they took our best year prior to Queen City Business of the Year. We raised $125,000 last year with the Queen City Business of the Year. It jumped up to seven fifty. Wow. So we, it was a game changer for wow. us, allowed us to go grow. And we're doing it again this year. So we're all the time looking for companies that want to help us. And it's and neat. Congratulations. Because, yeah. And, and the neat thing about that also, as you help out, you guys do a great job of promoting that company as well. And you get to be basically part of that dream, um, which is really awesome. So if you are interested in your business and you would love to join, we'll definitely get that information. But first things first, how do we get in touch with you? If we want to donate money, you know, obviously that's always good for nonprofits. But what do you guys need uh, at this moment right now? Well, uh, thank you for asking. So the, the best way to get us is through uh, through our website. Check it. Go in and 
before you decide how you want to get involved, go just spend some time watching the videos. And I know you said you'd watched a couple of them as well. And I could sit here and I could talk all day long about Dream on 3, or you can watch a two-minute video and just get it. Um, so I encourage people, go to the website, watch the videos, and then um, and then reach out to us and we get you plugged in. We, we depend heavily on volunteers for a lot of these fundraising events. Um, obviously, we need, you know, we can't do this without financial resources. So donations, getting companies involved and participation in our uh, gala. Um, and then and then also connections. You know, it, it's amazing. People say, how do you know all these people? How do you know Drew Brees? How do you know? I don't know Drew Brees. I don't know. Steph Curry. We knew somebody that knew somebody that knew Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. And that's how these things, uh, that's how we pull these off. And so connections, people that are willing to make those connections on our behalf. And in closing real quick, I, I this is more of a of a tech IT question or social media question. Have you ever reached out to somebody just straight on Twitter and said, this is the dream and and gotten a response? Have you ever had anybody that has kind of gone that route where you're like, well, hey, let's reach out to LeBron. You never know. And then, whoa, we got a message back. We have. That's awesome. We have. And those are cool. We got high fives all over the office on those days. Uh, But uh, yeah, it's happened a time or two. I love that. And, And one other quick question, and this is just more of my curiosity. You, you seem to be very successful in not only business, also, you know, this nonprofit. What would be, you know, just three words of advice for somebody that, that might be on the fence of starting a nonprofit and, and really what is it, what do they need to do? You know, what do they need to do to say, let's just, let's do it? Yeah. Um, you know, the biggest thing is that uh, encourage people that you don't have to have it all figured out. You just got to be willing to take that step. You got to be willing to... Uh, to step off that cliff and trust that uh, that this thing is going to be it's going to be okay and and you know I, I didn't have a, it all figured out. I didn't know anything about nonprofits I still don't know a whole lot I'm getting to learn a bunch but uh, you got to have faith you got to have faith that this is bigger than you there's a reason that you've been called to do it it's not um, I don't know that's, that's I, I, I think that's perfect well, and I think this whole podcast yeah. Right? I, mean, I think this whole podcast has uh, has done a great job of explaining that, and you know, congratulations for taking that leap. Congratulations for listening and, and taking those notes down, and I, it's just a cool story, man. I can't wait to get involved. I, I'm going to go back and watch some more videos. Um, but if you are interested in getting in touch, please go check out Dream on Three. Check out some of their videos. Brandon, thank you so much for coming on our Brand Butters podcast. We really appreciate it, and we learned a lot, and uh, we can't wait to to see where this journey goes. Thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thank, thank you, you so Brandon. much. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.